Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Season kind of starts, but 
Yo, your man just finessed the hell out of this dude, man. And I kind of feel dirty. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I need the support from my brothers. You know, should I give him this player back or should I just go ahead and just put this man on the roster and just rock this to a championship? So pretty much what I did was I gave my dude Antonio Gibson and Juju Smith-Schuster for Terry McLaurin. I, I feel dirty. Like, I feel real dirty right now, man. I, I feel real dirty, man. But anyway. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, Terry got Carson Wentz, man. A lot of people don't believe in Carson Wentz, man. I don't know. This is typical of serious. You know, I'm the villain of the of the, the sports station, but this is the real villain right here. Who does stuff like this? Well, no, no, really? Look, look, look. Okay. Yeah, but think about this. Juju was doing work with an older Benjamin Roethlisberger. You got Juju okay. with Patrick Mahomes that throw the ball with anybody, like to anybody. So, shoot, I don't know. That, hey, you might have got got, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, listen, it's an interesting trade. You know, Gibson is a pretty good back. Uh, you know, now with the injury to to uh, Robinson, he'll get a little bit more playing uh, time. So we'll see how that goes. Are you say serious? Is he dry? I don't. What are you doing? This is this is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, fleecing people and then holding us hostage on on the show. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, How about yeah, you know, I didn't even hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't even hear you. I'm sitting there driving no, around no, DMV, man. Just, just messing with you. Just messing with you. Good to hear you. Uh, got another call in. I'm gonna bring him in. And we'll get the fucking calling out of the five one five call. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, what's going on, man? It's always happy to be in the kitchen with you guys. Just calling from the Iowa phone today. Uh, but listen, I brought oh, okay. the Tony Satchers. I got the spices ready. I'm, I'm happy to uh, be able to get down and cook with y'all tonight. Thanks to big homie TP, be, and you, thanks you, to you guys for having me. You got to be tripping, man. I thought it was somebody else. You know, we had a new call, and it's just already been coming on the back phone. That's all good. Uh, so we all here. <laughs> I think that I can be the guy who has a whole different area code march for no more. This brother called from a different area code. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, Harvey, you my man, pots and fans, but yo. Different area code? That's me, my guy. That's me. That's me. That's me. Stop feeling uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, nobody can spit out as many as you in one breath, man. Uh, I, I lived in a few different places myself, but uh, I, I'm not trying to imitate. <laughs> nah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't lived too many places. I'm Connecticut born and bred, but uh, let's get to going. So, listen, we kind of touched. I, I, I hinted at it last night. I got to bring it up uh, tonight. Uh, the Bills actually signed um, Sam, punter Sam Martin to a one-year deal after they released uh, Matt Ariza following uh, a civil lawsuit that's get alleged against him um, that he, you know, I, 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 you know, as a father, I, I can't even say this, but. Gang raped a minor, um, allegedly. Um, so the the Bills, you know, filling their roster spot. But you know, a lot of lot of cooks in this kitchen, uh, a lot of lot of hands uh, that can be dirty because of this whole uh, this whole story that that came to light. Um, you know, from when the Bills knew about it to when um, charges were filed to now Ariza, you know, getting he was a. Uh, he was named the starter, and then 
you know, uh, it's just it's just it's just terrible. Uh, TP, I just love to get your overall perspective on it, and, and you know who's gonna who's gonna look bad in this when, when the time when the when the time comes. Well, let me save you from feeling bad. It's a razor, not a reza. A reza plays basketball, so let, let's just. Let's I don't even care about this dude's name. <laughs> no, no, no. I, hey, I, no, no, no. I mean, I understand what you're talking about, but um, the one thing about it is, is um. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen and heard that the Bills actually knew about this before they actually brought him onto the team. So, like, it, 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 it all depends on how much they're going to try to protect people, too, you know. So, I feel bad because they cut the other punter that was competing with him for the job, and then when they needed him, he already had gotten signed. So, now they're going after any and everybody. And what actually puts me in this situation is, boy, do I know a lot about Sam. Sam used to play with the Lions before he went to Denver, and he could punt like crazy, but it's like I don't know why Denver's letting him go, but um, they got a, a guy that can boot the ball. So that's one thing that uh, the Bills actually could save themselves with right now. But other than that, it's like how many different scenarios have we heard of, you know, uh, I hate to go this route, but I have to, like privileged athletes uh, getting what they want at the current point in time or if it's swept under the rug. We won't hear about it until somebody actually pushes the envelope. So it's an unfortunate situation. I feel bad for the young lady, um, especially all of the uh, the wording that you're hearing about it from the drink, and it was more than just a drink. Like there was stuff inside the drink, and, you know, um, she was uh, bloodied and things of that nature. It's like you, you feel horrible for a girl like that, but once she's at a party at his house, so – I I just want to see how this all goes down and if the NFL lets him back because this is the NFL that led Ben Roethlisberger back around when something similar happened. So, um, well, all sports go through some similar stuff like this, but, like, these are just black eyes on the sport when guys get away with it for a certain amount of time. And um, I I think it's good that they caught it before his career got started. I mean, he's he's young, 22 years old, and – Trying try to make a name for himself, but I think he's damaged himself as, as far as I can think of. But uh, it's unfortunate, especially with the Bills and the uh, the team that they have in front of them. They're one of the favorites to actually get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. So it's, it's unfortunate for him in his career taking this type of bounce. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate for him career-wise, but personally, you know, you know what the villain would say, so I don't even have to say it. You know, he should be in, in jail and not the university. He should be in jail. Like, um, it's just, it boggles me that it's a civil suit that comes to light that, you know, kind of pushes pushes everybody and springs everybody into action. I mean, from what I've heard from the case, the woman went to, you know, the hospital, reported it right away. Um, you know, there was a phone call that happened that he, you know, alleged he, he should, she should get a pregnancy test. And then he said, no, I don't know what you're talking about because he figured out he was being recorded. But it's like, why wasn't he brought to to criminal charges? Like, it's just mind boggling. But the Bills knew about it. Um, and it's like, it's another, it's another black guy for the NFL that they don't need because if in one instance, they tried to be the policeman and try to be a judge and jury, and then like this, certain people just push it under the rug and try to wait until something like this until it comes to light. Seriously, I mean, 
I'd love to get your perspective on it. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I mean, you know, I definitely just want to get your perspective on it. You know, honestly, man, I, I, I'm gonna take it like this. Okay. The, 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 the accused is very much so, you know, judgment, um, on, on that. However, if he is guilty of what is alleged, um, I pray they throw the book at him. With that being said, if the Buffalo Bills knew about this and still drafted, employed, hired the man, gave him a job, this, that, and the third, and is now trying to come out with some type of, you know, we apologize for what's going on, this is not what we represent, you know, the whole um the the, the the whole dog and pony show, if you will, uh, shame on the Buffalo Bills for that. Because at the end of the day, you knew about it, and you still selected this man to be your partner. You, you, you knew about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you missed me with that whole, that's not what we stand for nonsense. If you knew about it and still selected the guy, you knew about it. So essentially, you you stand for it. So at the end of the day, I do believe that every man, every woman does have the day and needs to have the day in court. And if he is innocent of these these alleged charges, I hope that he's able to counter sue and and, and go after the the people who are bringing these charges against him. But we live and we're in a day and age right now that if you are involved in any type of situation. Um, if you're an employer uh, of this magnitude, you need to you need to take that in consideration prior to you bringing this man or woman, if if you will, into your building, because mm-hmm. we are just on the heel of watching Deshaun Watson and all that situation take place. This is another situation where the focus isn't going to be on the Buffalo Bills making a Super Bowl run. They kick off the regular right. season. In eight days, you know what I'm saying, playing, you know, the, the, the L.A. Rams. We're not going to be even talking about that. Everybody's going to want to put the, put, the, put, the, put the microphone in front of the coaches and players and talk about this heinous accusation. And I, I, I'm right. sick of it. I, 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 I really do wish, um, you know, much respect and prayers up to, 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 to the victim. Um, and again, I, I'm, I'm choosing my words very, very carefully here because I, I, I don't want to get in trouble or disrespect anybody. But at the end of the day, if the accused um, is found to be guilty of what is alleged, um, I really do hope they throw the book at them. Um, and we, we understand what that means. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, I, I feel the Bills knew something. Um, I, I think we live in a country of, of second chances, but um, you got to, you got to pay the crime. If you did, the, you know, you got to pay the time if you did the crime. So um, I don't, I just don't know. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, their, their reasoning seems somewhat plausible, but at the end of the day, you have a responsibility just to just a human responsibility. You know what I mean? Mike, I mean, let me know how you feel on this, and then we can we can move on to to, to other things. But you know, obviously this case this case put uh, Areza, right? TP Areza, not Areza. 
with the civil suit of that uh, alleged rape. If you're there, you're on mute. New phone. See, that's what happens. New phone. Um, I don't know if you're there. If you're there, Mike, let me know. If not, we'll move on. Um, unless TPE had something to add. If not, we can we can pivot really quick. No, we can get away from the topic, man. I mean, we just got to hear more about the story, but we basically got everything in black and white. And uh, I guess once everything comes out about it, that, that we could go from there. But right now, it's an unfortunate situation for the young lady, and um, he messed up his career up until this point. Um, I don't know what team will end up taking him, but it's almost to the point of how people blackball Ray Rice or Colin Kaepernick. Does he get a job or does he play again? Because we've had Ben Roethlisberger play after one of these altercations, and then Ray Rice can't right. play football because he got into a fight. So there's a lot that uh, comes into play after the fact. So we'll see how this pans out after, you know, what they say in the courtroom. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's pretty graphic what what's, what was said. So, um, you know, you didn't really get that with um, Ben Roethlisberger too much. Like, you didn't get details, but there are details, and it's horrific. And, like, like I said, I'm a father of two girls. So um, if anybody did that to my two girls, um, you know, TP would be bailing me out of court right now, bailing me out of jail. Um, please believe it. So, um, yeah, prayers to the to the victim, and I hope everything works out for her. This is really something you just don't want to go through. Uh, call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine if you from the next about forty forty two minutes. Um, shout out to PHI Apparel. Um, you know, still still a, a partner of ours, still a sponsor. New website that they got up. So get to their website phiapparel.co uh, and get the latest uh, in fashions for all you Philly fans out there. I know there's one or two of you. Uh, the rest of the year, I don't really like. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, get out there and get that merch. So, um, listen, um, it was week zero last week for college football. Um, not a lot of notable games. Um, the only one of note for me was UConn. That was an L. Um, I'll admit it. Um, you know, Utah State, uh, good, good, good solid team. You know, had a nice bowl uh, season last year. So, um, you know, that was that. Now this is this is this week, um, headlined by a couple really big matchups. Um, you got a night game. Excuse me, Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State, uh, big game. Uh, it, it's crazy that um, Notre Dame would open their season, um, you know, at uh, Ohio State, number two Ohio State, number five Notre Dame. Um, you know, that's going to be a big game. Clemson, Georgia, Monday, that's a big game as well. Um, Georgia is actually opening their season, um, and I forget who they are, Oregon. So that, that's the 3 o'clock game um, on Saturday. So, Timeless, I'll come to you. So, it's a, it, you know, opening week in college football, like you said, that bird month is here, it's coming. Up. NFL is a week after. College football takes center stage for the for the wraparound weekend, a, a game on on Saturday into Monday, uh, highlighted by those three games that I mentioned. Which game are you most excited for um, out of those big three? So Oregon, Georgia, Georgia defending champs, open number three in the country. Obviously your your Hurricanes open. That should be a blowout. But um, you got Arkansas, Cincinnati. That's a, a top twenty five matchup as well. But then you got the the big ones. 
uh, headlined by Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia Tech. I think it's more or less Ohio State, uh, Notre Dame. I think every one of them other games, I mean, it sounds good, but a lot of those teams have lost a um, decent amount of players. I don't know if they'll still be standing up to that call. Uh, I do want to see what Oregon does look like without Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball coming to Miami, so they have a new coach, new regime out there, seeing how they're going to look. But I definitely think uh, this is a true test for Notre Dame out the gate, and uh, this puts um, a true test on Ohio State. I mean, I feel like Ohio State should and will be the favorite in this game. Uh, I think they comfortably should be able to win this game. But uh, if Notre Dame wants to make a name for themselves after all of the back-to-back-to-back seasons that they had double-digit wins with Kelly, um, they have to prove that they could do it without Coach Kelly and uh, try to knock off an Ohio State team. I think more than likely they will fall to 0-1. If they do lose, I don't think they'll fall too far off the wagon out of the top 10. I think they still may remain a top 10. It depends on how if they lose real bad or not. But, I think that's the only real mm-hmm. game that really has a good threat to it. I think um, Georgia should be able to handle Oregon in that matchup, but I, I, I'm, I'm more or less in front of that Buckeye fighting Irish game. I think that that game has some, uh, you know, some fireworks to it. Yeah, it's definitely got a lot of juice, a lot of juice in, in that game. I'll come back to you, TP. They're 17-point favorites, Ohio State, again. They're at home at the Horseshoe, but 17-point favorites, against Notre Dame. Do you like that line? Do you think that's a good line? I do like that line. I think Stroud is what we've seen last year. I think he should be stronger going into this season. I think he has a lot of stuff mm-hmm. pegged, including playing Michigan later in the season also. Um, I really feel like Notre Dame has been getting away with a lot of cupcake games in their recent schedules uh, from years past. So this is a, a game that they got to go out there and actually – catch them by surprise, or not even by surprise, but go out there and be clicking on all cylinders uh, being Ohio State. If not, I think Notre Dame could end up stealing it. But I think that's a good line for Ohio State, especially with them being at home, home opener. I've been out to Columbus. Columbus, Ohio is literally Ohio State or bust. I mean, that is really a college town. <laughs> I, I know it's going to be rocking like crazy. Uh, if Notre Dame could pull that out, that's going to be the upset of this this year probably at a decade, so we'll see. But I, I, I think that, that that's the rightful uh, spread that Vegas set forth. Yeah, I mean, I just hope they keep it close. I'm, I Listen, I'm excited to see Marcus Freeman, uh, first-year head coach. He was the defensive coordinator uh, last year. Um, I, I expect nothing but good things from him in the future. I think this is a tough game to open at. But to your point, their start, schedule isn't that bad. They do play Clemson. They play – um, they play Clem, uh, Clemson and then they play USC to close the season. So those are right now the ranked teams that they'll go against. But um, it's going to be tough going against Ohio State to start. You know, it might be 0-1. But serious, I mean, what do you like that game? Is there any other game that um, this opening week, big week for college football that um, is interesting to you? You know, honestly, I'm, go- I'm going to go one that's actually tomorrow. And it's really not the Penn State game, but um, this Pittsburgh-West Virginia game is not getting a lot mm. of buzz uh, because it, 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 it's not Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia or whatever. But this is what mm. you will call one of the biggest rivalries in, in college football. These two teams despise each other. Um, I can recall, you know, several fights breaking out when I was at Hinesville watching this game growing up a little bit. And, you know, I used to live uh, in Winchester, which is right there on the cusp 
uh, West Virginia, where, where, where I stayed at, and they cannot stand the, the, the Pitt Panthers. So um, if there was any other game that's not getting a lot of buzz that I wanted to draw attention to, it, it is the game tomorrow. Um, another one, again, is Cincinnati, Arkansas, two top-ranked opponents uh, going Saturday about 3 o'clock. Um, this here is going to be interesting for me because at the end of the day, you know, is, 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 is Sam Pittman really going to be the guy in Arizona? You know, we, we, we spoke about Arizona um, and Cincinnati yesterday uh, in, in conjunction with John Rutten, you know, going out there and doing a little podcast and, you know, a, a little talking or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, when you've got two teams that, 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 that are ranked within the top 25, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. So I, I think whomever came up with the schedule did a very good job of kind of mixing some layups for some teams and some and some competitive uh, rivalries for some other teams. I mean, at the end of the day, Pittsburgh is ranked 17, West Virginia is not ranked, but these two teams hate each other. So at the end of the day, throw the rankings out the window. It's mano y mano, man versus man. Uh, they're going to try to knock each other's block off. So at the end of the day, I think those two are the two that I'm going to keep my eye on outside of the, the obvious ones. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, lost their quarterback. But, I mean, they're still a solid football team. So uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, it's, there's there's going to be some interesting games. There's, there should be some games that, you know, you can sit down and watch. Um, so Harvey, are you there? You there? Yeah, I'm right here. With me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Talk to me, college football. Yeah, okay. We got some nice games to open the season. Which one are you most intrigued about? You can talk about the ones we have talked about. There's a different game uh, you want to highlight and talk to me about it. Well, I'm interested to see Georgia with all the players they lost, what they look like. And then going up against, you know, a former coach. So I'm curious to see how that sort of shakes out. And then – I think also looking at I'm, – I'm curious to see the games you guys mentioned. And, of course, LSU playing Florida State on uh, Sunday night in New Orleans. So taking a look to see what that coaching staff looks like and what that roster looks like um, in Baton Rouge. I'm curious to see there as well. Uh, I'm just ready to get some games started, man. I'm ready for, you know, hits to start flying, ready to hear more whistles and – Official calls, and we can actually talk about action on the field, right? Um, so that's exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I'm kind of intrigued about the Alabama uh, Utah State game. Just watching Utah State beat up on my my Yukon Huskies a little bit, but you know, they're a fast-paced team. They're a no-huddle offense. Um, I don't expect them to really give um, Alabama a lot of trouble. Um, I thought UConn came out really hot against them last week. And then uh, Utah State just really, you know, once they got the pace going, they were really a a problem. But that pace might be a lot for Alabama early. So it would be interesting to see. But obviously, uh, Nick Saban is Nick Saban, um, arguably the greatest college coach uh, we've ever seen. So, um, but, yeah, listen, I do like that um, Georgia-Oregon State Oregon game, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup just because, to your point, Georgia had graduated or, or watched a lot of kids enter that NFL draft. Probably the most talented defense I've ever seen in college football, or at least I've seen in a very long time. A lot of draft picks coming out of that uh, Georgia defense um, to see how they respond to an Oregon team. 
um, that's looking to probably get a little bit of their shine back. They've been they've had some solid teams, but not those elite Oregon teams that we've seen in the past. So um, that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, but yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Ohio State with Shroud and company uh, is intriguing. Former Ohio State player coming back as the coach of Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman. Just a lot of good storylines coming out of there at, for a primetime game. So um, I'll definitely be tuned into that, get my popcorn ready and watch that. Um, you know, and, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting because, like I said, um, Notre Dame, not a hard schedule, but one loss for an independent is a, a really big mountain to climb. Like as an independent and one of the few left, they literally have to be undefeated pretty much to get ensure themselves of getting into that playoff system. So, uh, this could be uh, over and done before they even uh, get going. So we'll see. But Ohio State, I think they're they're right there with Alabama. They're one of the most talented football teams in the country. Um, I don't know if anybody else has anything to add on that, um, you know, with, with any of those games or just talk to, talking to me about college football in general. I mean, PP, I'll bring it to you. I mean, your oh, Miami team's got a new uh, head coach. Hopefully, a new attitude ranks number sixteen to start the season. Um, not a not a big game to open up the season, but I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about your team or anything else you, you're observing in college as we get started in, in week one of the college football season. Well, definitely, uh, you know, if I'm looking at my boys, I I just hope that they get through this game up against Bethune Cookman unscathed and. No crazy injuries happen, and they win the game convincingly to like put the uh, committee on or note that they're better than what they're advertising because I feel like they're better than 16th break. But uh, two of their running backs are out. At least Cheney's not out for the season. But uh, Citizen or Trevante Citizen is the freshman that they were highly coveted. This guy's a big running back, and he's out for the season, so it's unfortunate. I definitely would have loved to see him click with the offense, especially with all of the, the pieces around that Connecticut guy, a.k.a. Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback. So, um I, I do want to see him get out there. I, I think I don't even want to look past this game because crazier things have happened in Miami. I just want to see what they do up against the uh, Texas A&M matchup that's coming up soon up against Jimbo Fisher. I feel like that's an evenly matched uh, game when they go up at it. And plus it's in Texas. So uh, finally we could try to turn the tide of going up against the SEC team. Unfortunately, Miami hasn't been doing well with the coaches that they had before. I think it was more or less coaching losing them games and not talent that uh, Miami had. So uh, this is a situation where Crystal Ball can show himself and all of the moves, all of the transfers that he's been able to get, all of the uh, recruiting that he's been doing for next year also. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot ahead for this team, especially in the ACC, for the ACC to finally start making some noise, even though everybody is still thrilled with the SEC saying that they're the king. So it's like they got to go in there and start to shake the storm up somehow, some way. I feel they can, but um, I know everybody plays their A game up against Miami. Um, there's some other schools out there. I, I, hear, I really want to hear what the uh, Big 12 is going to do because we've been discussing it. I haven't been really giving too much credit to the Big 12 because a lot of them just score like crazy. They don't play defense. That's the one thing I have mm-hmm. against the Big 12. That Arkansas-Cincinnati game that you were talking about, I don't like it because Ritter and company left. You don't have the stars that they had at one time, so – I feel like Arkansas mm-hmm. should take care of business because Arkansas has a lot of good kids returning. So, um, I mean, there there are some teams I want to see what USC does with, you know, Caleb leaving uh, Oklahoma, going over there to take the quarterback position along with Lincoln Riley. 
if that was the right decision to go to Southern Cal. Um, Texas is trying to make a name for themselves with the quarterback that just got down there in Eward. Um, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stories across the board, college football. That, I mean, just like I said, we're just a few minutes away from this stuff starting to go down. And um, uh, we, we'll see. I, I don't I don't really hold that uh, Pittsburgh-West Virginia game as tight as series does. I know he's from Pittsburgh, but West Virginia hasn't been the same in quite some time. I mean, they'll win some games here, but they get beat sometimes handily, too. So this isn't your old West Virginia with Rich Rodriguez. So I'm not – too thrilled on that matchup. I, I do feel like there are some interesting games in the ACC. Uh, Pitt is always a tough out. Clemson's going to be interesting no matter what with Dabble Sweeney there. Uh, North Carolina State is ranked 13th too, so the ACC has some teams in here that uh, people have to deal with on a week-by-week basis on Saturdays or if they do have a Thursday night matchup. So I got my popcorn ready also, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like – I think, you know, with Red, uh, my man, uh, Red, go to um... – the USC, right? Um, I think the transfer portal as a whole is very interesting. You saw a lot of players uh, oh. leaving. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rid- 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 in the NFL. Ridders on the Falcons. My bad. My bad. Hey, my bad. I, 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 the quarterback, Caleb, <laughs> the quarterback Caleb went to Oklahoma, from Oklahoma to USC. But Desmond Ridders on bad. the Falcons. I was <laughs> my bad. But, you know, uh, the transfer portal is making it's 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 making it a little difficult for me to kind of get a read on some teams, but it's also making um, for interesting um, headlines and subheadlines going into the season because of uh, USC. Not really, I don't think they've really recruited very well, but now the transfer portal is here, and and you now they're getting the influx of talent. UConn doesn't really uh, recruit. And then they got some transfers because of Jim Moore being the coach. So a lot of teams, you know, and obviously famously um, Texas A&M taking advantage of the transfer portal, depending on who you ask. Um, you know, now they, they quote-unquote loaded or reloaded. Serious, I mean, what storylines are you seeing, you seeing in college football uh, going into this season? Could be, you know, storylines, teams, what have you. What, do you. what do you like so far about the, you know, what we're going to see uh, come this weekend for college football? You know, the funny thing about it is, you all know I'm a Penn State fan, and right now Penn State is really in a position where I'm questioning a lot of things. First and foremost, I'm not a fan of Sean Clifford. I never have been. Um, he decided to forego trying to get into the NFL and come back and be my quarterback. You know, and he he he's a redshirt senior, so he's been there for some time. Uh, I have some question marks. Jahan Dawson's playing with the Washington Commanders right now, so who is going to be that guy who's going to really – uh, stretch the field and make spectacular plays. Parker Washington is, is a guy who started coming on a little bit a year and a half ago. Um, so is, is he going to be that guy to step forward? I really have not been a fan at all of Kayvon Lee, uh, who's my running back. Um, it, it, it's frustrating because he can't seem to get right. Um, defensively, I think we're going to be okay. Um, I just have a lot of questions around our tight end position. You know, uh, Brenton Strange is, is, is a guy who is, is a junior who came on right after um, Pat Fryer got drafted to the NFL. Um, so I'm curious to see how he responds to a, a much bigger role. Um, getting away from Penn State, because I can talk about them for a while. Um, I'm just curious to see what happens, you know, when it comes playoff time. I'm, I'm curious to see what team emerges from the ashes to, to, to challenge 
the big three. Obviously, you, 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 you look at Georgia, you look at Alabama, you look at Ohio State, but there's always a, a, a fourth team that kind of rises from nowhere and, and makes some noise. Last year, uh, I believe it was Washington. Can it be Oregon? Um, you know, a couple of years ago, it, it was Notre Dame and whatever the case may be. The, the biggest thing I love about college football uh, college football season is really that they epitomize the mantra of any given Sunday or any given Saturday. You never know what team is going to show up uh, and show out and literally wreck somebody's season, wreck somebody's championship bid, wreck somebody's hopes to try to make it to the college football playoff. Um, you know, God forbid Ohio State goes up there and gets popped in the head this weekend by Notre Dame, it's a wrap for them. That there is no way they recover from that. And they, they they can run through the Big Ten, but you know that one blemish on your record is going to go a long way into securing you know your college football playoff berth. So I love that about the college football playoffs. I do wish um, they could, would expand it. Now that's a hot button topic. We've discussed it at length here in, in Sports City, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that. You know, for potentially moving it from four teams to six gives it a full playoff type of feel, um, where you can have a, a, a slip up and still not fall too far from grace, if you will, um, unless you're Alabama and you know they're, they're they're not moving you far because you're Alabama. But I, that's another conversation for another day. Um, but I, I think you know all things in totality. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to, um, sitting my behind down and watching college football and NFL Saturdays and Sundays now. It's going to be fun, man. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hate the three plus one that, you know, it's like usually, you know, two uh, SEC teams, one Big Ten team, and then who else? You know what I mean? It'll be Georgia and Alabama. you got Ohio State typically or Michigan this year, and then, you know, whoever else is left. I'm kind of all for a six-team playoff. Um, um, I think at this point, when you get the, you're going to get these super conferences coming into play because, you know, you, like USC moving to the Big Ten and all these teams kind of, you know, shifting um, even to the SEC, and you're going to see some conferences kind of fade away. I, I, I'm, I'm for expanding it a little bit and expanding the playoff. But, Mike, Mr. Harvey, let me know, um, what, do you, what do you think is intriguing for the college football season now that it's about to kick off officially? Uh, this Saturday. Oh, actually, t- tomorrow, but, you know, Saturday is, you know, college football day. And if you're there, you're on mute again. <laughs> Me or Mike? Mike, where is he? Mr. Harvey. <laughs> Mike, can you hear him? I can't hear him. I can't hear him, but... Um, I thought I heard him. I thought uh, I heard yeah. somebody back there, but couldn't hear it's all good. We, we'll pick it up. But, um, yeah, listen, um, I'm excited for the college football season. I, I think there's a lot of good storylines. You know, TP's team is very interesting because they got a new coach, and I think I think you got one. I think you got a good coach there. Um, but, like, the teams that are starting to shift uh, into the, like I said, into the Big Ten or the ACC, um, you know, that, that migration that's starting to happen, you know, it, it's weird that USC is going to leave the Pac-10, but the Pac-10 just isn't the same with what it was. Like, outside of USC, name brand only, and then Oregon, who really kind of dominates that uh, as a talented team with uh, Phil Knight's money and et cetera. There's not much there, right? Um, so 
um, it's only logical that they would want to get into a conference, not only that they can be competitive in, but it's about the dollars. And, you know, that Big Ten money, they're getting a, they're getting a boatload of money. I think it's from ESPN. So um, they want to get a part of that as well. Uh, I think it's about 10 – I think it's about 10 or something million a year, more than that, that they can get from the networks alone. So um, it's a lot of money. Um, and and you're, it, it, it sucks for, like, Penn State to have to travel to California, right? <laughs> I see that in Jets because, like – who wouldn't want to go to you know, L.A. for can, a weekend? Can, can, can I talk on that for a second? Can I talk on that for a second? Because yeah, his, his yeah, go ahead, go ahead, I'm, go all for, I'm all for expanding and welcoming teams to, to, to conferences to play better competition. But when 90% of your conferences are on one coast of the country, okay, mm-hmm. I don't understand the logic behind allowing a, a, a Pacific time zone, you know, California squad to come play in the Big Ten. Like, logistically, that's just that's just a lot. You know, for, like, I mean, UCLA is going to have to travel to Ohio to play Ohio State. Like, Penn State is going to have to travel to UCLA to play. Like, logistically, it just doesn't make any sense. Not, not to mention – Yo, yo, Saturday night, I, I like to get in the bed. You know what I'm saying? I, I never go to church in the morning. I'm not trying to stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning watching my squad beat up on UCLA. I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it, man. So I think I, I, I think at the end of the day, yeah, I, 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 I don't think they will. That's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Like, if, 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 if let's say Penn State travels to, you know, well, let's say, let's, say, let's take that back. Let's say Penn State travels to, UCLA, the time zone that the game is played in is predicated upon the home team schedule. You can't have a game in in California at nine in the morning to accommodate the twelve o'clock start. Like that 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 doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so, at the end of the day, man, it's just I just I, yeah, I understand it's all about money and they they want better competition and exposure and all this other type of stuff. I do like the fact that Texas is now going to be in the SEC. I think that's going to be good. I think that's going to be great. Um, like, that makes sense. That Logistically, that makes sense. But, you know, right. UCLA coming to the Big Ten, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm curious to Outside see. Money. There he is. No. There he is, Harvey. Good. No, no. I'm curious to see what happens here. Uh, another team to watch is Oklahoma with Brett Venable taking that job and, you know, how they adjust. Are they more defensive-minded? Can they get those players? And how are they going to compete? I'm curious to see what happens there. But then also, I mean, I think we talk about on a professional level, teams having a tough time going to the opposite coast to play. And now we're going to do this with 18, 21-year-old kids. And it's going to affect football. Because football being a weekend thing, though, for the most part, um, some of those t- schools, like the California schools traveling east, they may have to play at what's like 9 o'clock in the morning their time. You know what I mean? So there's that side of it, too. But then mm-hmm. I also think another thing to kind of be mindful of be- beyond 
football is how this is going to affect the other sports too. When you're trying to get over and get basketball games done or lots of other things, this is going to be a, a nightmare. I agree. And you know, I get it because of the money, but it's just, it, 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 you know, we're getting to a point where it's going to be two major or three major power conferences as resources start combining. So, I, I mean, I, I see why it's happening, but it's going to be a detriment to the, to a lot of these athletes. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, now they're getting paid. They get a little bit of a check. So, I mean, if you see an athlete, uh, they'll be fine, right? But no, it, it is. It's it, it's it's just not the way I've grown up watching college football. But you know, I, it's the sign of the times. Uh, the quote Prince. Uh, sorry, the Prince. But, uh, what are we gonna do? Like this is the you know o- Oklahoma is is moving uh, out of the Big Ten where we we've known them to be. Here they come, right? So um, this is this is this is it. So. Um, what are we gonna do? But it's gonna be fun. I, I you know, listen. Uh, you know, my other, my real team, Florida State. They had a, a win uh, in week zero, but they didn't cover, which annoyed me. Uh, you know, I think I, I was gonna put money on that game, forty-one and a half favorites, and they lost. They won by forty points. It's so annoying. Um, but listen, uh, you know, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, call a number uh, nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine, which is pretty nice. We're fourteen minutes or so. Um, Serena Williams just advanced uh, to the next round out of the second round, upsetting number two uh, uh, player, uh, Covina, uh, Covetta, I think her name, her name is. She was coming off some injuries and stuff, and I think she had COVID, so um, really still trying to get herself back in order. But Serena moves on. Uh, this is probably her swan song. Uh, people saying she's arguably the greatest tennis player, uh, at least female tennis player it ever was. It's hard to argue that. Um but uh, TP, I know you had something you want to get to. Let's, uh, you know, put it on the grill and cook it up so we can uh, chop it up. If you're there, you're on mute. <laughs> Everybody's on mute tonight. Good God. Everybody's on mute. Oh, my joint was acting up. Repeat the question. Uh, no, you 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 had a you had a steak you know little seasoning that you wanted to throw on the grill and cook up and and, and feed the people so you know let's eat. Let's well, eat. There's a couple. There's a couple. One, um, I was told this this week, and um, I really started paying attention to it is that um, the SEC doesn't travel out of the South. They play all their games in the South. How they the best conference in college football if they don't go out of the South? And two. Nebraska's off to a bad start already with Coach Frost. His job is in jeopardy already. And three, I don't like talking about my team, but I got to right now. There is no backup quarterback in the city of Detroit. Is Jared Goff or bust. So they really are on a search for a quarterback. Uh, they cut Boyle first after the game against Pittsburgh. And then today, this morning, 7 a.m., they cut Blau. David Blau was the, the third, well, second string, and now he's gone. There is no backup. It's Jared Goff with nobody behind him. I'm like, so this makes it intriguing that they blackballed ever so many quarterbacks from Colin Kaepernick, Nick, uh, Cam Newton. They, they both need jobs or looking to play. Get somebody, and they're looking to get Nate Sudfeld from the, the 49ers. It's like, why him? He, he's not proven anything. 
Um, it, it's just confusing that it's going this far. So I, I'm telling you, I, I got I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ham, corn, Lord. <laughs> you name it. You name it. <laughs> Listen, um, was the one with the track star wife, right? Um, that I watched on on Hard Night. I haven't seen the last episode yet, so no spoilers. Please, but um. I'm surprised they let him go. They don't have to go. You're not going to watch it. Don't, I know you're not going to watch it. It's okay. It's all right. yeah, no, I'm going to watch it. I Listen, last night I was on the show, the NFL Free for All, on Tuesdays, 9 o'clock with Sirius uh, Shameless Plug. Tonight I'm doing our show. Uh, and so tomorrow night I'll probably I'll probably uh, watch, the, watch the show when I put the kids to bed because I want to watch with Xavier, but I, the language. I can't with the language. I just, you know, even though the villain is... Yeah, it's like it's. I want him to watch it so I he, he can see how it's done to watch football. But I just what the way I can't do it, so I have to wait till he goes to bed. But um, listen, the SSC don't need to travel. They're the best. Come come play us. Come see us. No, hey, Tony, you know, no, no, no. Everybody leaves. Everybody leaves. Everybody could go somewhere. LSU went to UCLA and got slaughtered last year. That's the first time they left the South in a while. They went to LA and lost bad. Stop. You well, they went that you, bad, and they went to and they went to I Green Bay just a couple what, of years ago. Uh, what, what, they went to Green Bay just a few years ago. What, why are you answer when you want to answer? What was the score then when UCLA <laughs> played um, LSU? It might have been a ten point game by the end, but that's it was, bad. It was, that's bad up against slaughtered. an unranked. That's bad up against an unranked UCLA. That that's a slaughter. LSU is clearly the better team. Clearly from the better conference. Clearly that the Pac-12 don't play defense at all. From Washington to Oregon to Stanford. The, the, from California, they none of them played defense, and they beat the crap out of Ed Orgeron and them, and had him sent on his way packing. Yeah, right. that's that's slaughter. I don't want to hear it. Tell him to come up north, play in some cold weather. I, I've never seen that. Think about that, Barry or Michael or 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 serious. When have you seen an SEC team put sleeves on and play a football game? When's the last time Miami did? Miami, they come up to Pittsburgh. What are you talking about? They just won in Pittsburgh. Oh, they in the conference, though, because they got a conference. conference. They, yeah, they, that conference expanded. But they're, they're coming out of the South. They're, play, they, they're used to 85 and sun bliss. They're up here in Pittsburgh where it's cold. Everybody got snotty nose and hoodies. You have never seen LSU and them go to nowhere past Maryland. They went to – They've been to West Virginia and Milwaukee and, and uh, Green Bay and Maryland. I said Pat Maryland. You, you know, you know Maryland's north, more north than West Virginia. I hope you know. I hope you know. I hope you know. But, I so, do, but that's so, a but conference you, what, game. You're not seeing them travel up north out of conference. They're not going to play a Pittsburgh. They're not going to play a, a Michigan up here. They ain't going to play an Ohio State up here. They ain't, doing no, they ain't playing nobody up north. They, they will the, not the, bring the their comfort zone. They'll stay down there all day long. They'll stay down there all day long. None of them. We don't have to talk about Alabama or LSU. We can talk about any of them. Missouri probably the only one that go play because they don't care about Missouri football team no more. They're the only one that will probably leave. But wait, yeah. but, wait but, but, but wait. So uh, Alabama, for one, people are going to want to go to Alabama to get that gate money. Well, not all of it, but, you know, they're going to get wait, that. Wait. that, that they're make, get them to go down. make them uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable. Make no, them uncomfortable. Yeah, but how much how much are you gonna pay would you have to pay Alabama to come play? It does, people are still gonna game, support right? that game. People are gonna no, want to see Nick Saban in person. 
Yeah, that helps other schools. It ain't all about helping Alabama. Thing. Alabama got enough money. They, they help other schools. It ain't just all about y'all. That's, that's one thing about people yeah, being that, selfish and selfless. But, but TP, it's a, the money. Utah State's getting paid a lot of money to go to Alabama to play. How much would you have to pay Alabama to go to Utah State? You know what I'm saying? That's the, it, that's how it works, right? Am, 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 am I wrong? Because if I'm wrong, please correct me. But you do get paid a, a pretty good check. Like Florida State is getting a check to go to UConn. I mean, why would Florida State ever come to UConn, right? I'm I'm trying to get to that game. TP, you need to call. We need to go to that game. But I'm trying to get to that game up at at uh. It, 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 Don't in be boy, boy, much, please. Huh? Go see Florida State, boy, please. Yeah, but I mean, those are my teams. I, you know, it's my team. But seriously, how many times do you ever have you ever seen Florida State come to Connecticut? Like, what, you wouldn't see Alabama come yeah, up but there. Florida State, come up there. But okay, but Florida State will go. But Florida State will go to South Bend and play Notre Dame in the cold in November. Like you'll see them play in a cold atmosphere game. You won't see that happen out of no mm-hmm. SEC team that means something in that point in time of playing for their schedule. You know what I mean? So it's like you want Alabama to go play Michigan or or um, Ohio State. That'd be kind of cool, actually. No, I, I, no, I would agree. be cool. I mean, that's 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 Thank what you, you want. You don't want them to play like some Rudy Poo, um mid major. You want them to go up to like the Big Ten, and go to. Go to the a whiteout game and play Penn State. That would, I mean, that would be kind of hot. Here's, here's, here's what I would want to be honest with you. You know how each each year NFL plays a different conference. You know, what I'm saying? I think college football needs to have something like that where each year, you know, Penn State travels to. I mean, I just joked about it. But Penn State travels to, you know, UCLA and plays them, or Alabama goes up to. To, to Ann Arbor and play. Yeah, I, 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 again, it's not often I agree with TP, but at the end of the day, I agree with them. If you're the best in the country, but you only play in your little four corners, are, are you really the best in the country? Like, yeah, you get, yeah, yeah, you win the championships. You know, what I'm saying on a neutral site, that's sure. temperature controlled. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but are, are you really the best? Hmm. I ain't saying he's like, no, Listen, I don't disagree with you. I just want to get. I just want to bring it up because I think it's a good topic. Mike, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I think he's right. You haven't seen a, a lot of teams do that, and I, I'm curious to see with this new scheduling format. And as um, I, I, I think the playoffs are going to expand after this current deal is up. We'll see. What happens and what does that do for scheduling? Do you see some teams? I, I know that there have been more teams starting to sign some home and home deals, like LSU signed with Oregon. I think they signed one with Notre Dame as well. And so you're starting to see mm-hmm. some more home and home deals and sort of uh, not really abandoning, but some of these teams are starting to move away uh, from some of these neutral sites at the beginning of season, unless it's a recruiting hotbed, unless it's something that can really benefit you. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll start seeing more of that cross-conference uh, in future years. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he's right. The SEC has not gone out of the South a ton. Um, I can count the number of times that LSU's done it on one hand in the last 
10 years or so, right? So f- 15 years maybe mm-hmm. if I go back far enough. So um, it, it doesn't happen a lot, and it tends to be it tends to be more neutral site games that that these teams go to uh, to play like Saban's done that or, what, or whatever. And even a lot of those games end up being in the South, like Jerry World and Atlanta. And you know, there there was some talk a couple of years ago about an SEC Big Ten challenge at the beginning of every year on neutral sites in each of the conferences. So maybe like Indianapolis, Lambeau. And so there's been some talk about that where one year the SEC teams go on the road or like half of them go on the road to Big Ten schools or to neutral sites and then the next year the other half do and they kind of rotate that. But it just hasn't been a thing yet and, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's a uh, – adding the extra conference game makes it tricky because you're not going to have as many out-of-conference games. And so what are those requirements? And I, I will say this, um, during the times in which these seasons – these teams do this. If you can get one of those big wins against a major conference foe like that, it really can make a difference when it comes time selection Sunday for the playoffs. Absolutely. So there's benefits I mean, I, and curses into doing that. Right. I, and TP brings up a good point, and, you know, it does make you ponder about it. But, you know, the neutral site games are kind of, you know, they're for TV. They're for revenue, money. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the name of the game. So, um, but, it, you know, me being biased, man, I missed those freaking uh, Notre Dame, Florida State games at, at South Bend, man. That, that used to be everything. I, I still see Charlie Ward in his Heisman season before he went to the Knicks. Oh, God. Uh, oh my God. I myself a headache. Uh, but him going, you know, against Notre Dame at South Bend. So, um, you know, I would, I would love to see the game, but I'd love to see, you know, like at Georgia or Alabama take a trip to – I think Georgia's gone to South Bend, but you know Alabama, they don't. You know, I'd love to see them go like to a whiteout game in Penn, Penn State or to to the Horseshoe. You know, that'd be fun, man. So, um, Auburn you know, just went to Penn to State, their... right? And that was a good game. Auburn fun, just went to Penn so... State and got beat, and Georgia went to Notre Dame recently. And those are really the uh, the only two. Now Georgia won at Notre Dame, but Auburn yeah. lost at Penn State. So. Right. Yeah, well, Georgia was the best team in college football, right, at at that point in time compared to a a situation compared to Auburn and Penn State, which is like an evenly matched situation. And respectfully how crazy that War Eagle would be in Alabama comparison to how, you know, Penn State's crowd fights off of them, especially in a big game like that in the White House. So that makes it tougher for them. Stop leaving them in a situation where they're in winnable games in their region. They need to consider that because they ain't going to get nobody to really trip up but Alabama if they play in the Citadel and them at home and then don't play in tough, don't start playing tough games until January when the playoffs start. It, it, no, enough is enough. Like, like let them play somebody tough. Get them out of their region. Play somebody tough. Send Alabama to Ohio State. Send them somewhere where it's cold where they got to go earn it. Send them to the big house in Michigan. Let them earn that. Like, like do something. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. No. Uh, nah, that, uh, somebody talked about that in the barbershop. Shout out to the barbershop for real. But that's some real stuff, man. Like, get them out of their comfort zone. If they're supposed to be the king of college football, they can't just keep playing down there in the southern belt of the United States and ain't going to leave. You get them once in a while. Georgia once in a while went to um, Notre Dame. Auburn went to Penn State and lost. And lost. Like, come on. Yeah, get a grip. 
Uh, absolutely. Did you have something to add? No, I just, I mean, again, I, I agree with them. You know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, as you all say, you can't really claim to be the best in college football when you don't get outside your comfort zone and go put 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 put, put a jacket on or put put some leg warmers on or something like that. Like everybody else, everybody else does it. Everybody else travels. Everybody else moves around. Everybody else deals with the elements, but they they do not. So absolutely. Um, I listen. I I apologize. I I. Didn't see. I wasn't looking at the cues. Chandler's in the building. I'm gonna bring him in real quick. Chandler, what's going on, man? Yo, folks. Uh, I apologize. It's, you know what? <laughs> it's okay, Mark. It's okay. It's no big deal. Um, it was nice listening to Ty Ty rant nonsensically about something he know ain't never gonna change. Um, the reason the SEC <laughs> is supposedly the best conference is they bring in the most money, and when you bring in the most money, you get to dictate terms. Okay, uh, when you bring in the most money, then you, you can say you're the best because the media and your your PR team, which is your broadcast partners, are going to say you're the best. So you don't have to go play anybody else because the perception that they fostered is everybody's scared to play you. So, listen, you you want me to come play you? I'm gonna charge you umpteen million dollars. So it's going to make it not a financial advantage for you to play me on your home turf, but I'll make it financially advantageous for you to play me on yours. Because this really ain't about anything other than perception. That's what college football has always been about. So you got preseason rankings. How are you going to rank a team in the preseason you ain't seen nobody play? You ain't seen nobody play, <laughs> but you're going to tell me who the top ten teams are when you haven't seen anyone play. play. You're, going to tell them the pre-season. you're going to tell me who the Heisman favorites are when Cat Thing stepped on the field, you remember what's the cat name from North Carolina? Nate, whatever the hell his name was. Uh, he was a, he was oh he was gonna win the Heisman, and he was a bum that season. But according to the preseason hype, he was a Heisman favorite. Hadn't played game the first. Hadn't played game the first. College football is about the media spin and perception, which is also why they'll never expand the playoffs. The re- why why would you expand the playoffs? when you're making so much money and you're constantly in the news and you're constantly having people talking about your product because they want you to expand. So they're going to keep talking about the fact that you have expanded and they should expand, but they're not having expanded, but they should really expand. I wonder if they're going to expand and expand and expand and expand. Why would I expand when I'm getting just as much advertising money, when I'm getting just as many eyeballs on my games because I'm excluding people? It's like going to the club. Why do people want to go sit in VIP? Because it's exclusive. Ain't no difference in the drinks, okay? Actually, they're more expensive, okay? It ain't cheaper. It ain't better, but it's exclusive. Ooh, I'm sitting in VIP. Ooh, I made college playoff. This is all about money. <laughs> and that's why I don't understand why people don't get that. It's, they're not going to expand. The SEC is not going to travel. Because they don't have to because you're still going to consume their product no matter what. The fact that you're having this conversation literally proves their point of why they're not doing certain things. Because now you can have all the pundits and all the fans say, yeah, but if they played my team, yeah, well, we're not going to play your team. But if we did, we'd beat them. No, you wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, you wouldn't. Yes, you would. Guess what? Brings eyeballs, drives revenue. It's all about money. Well, I get it. I just don't respect it. And if if it's all about money, that's what's wrong. That's what's, that's what's wrong with America today. Materialistic people, man. 
Got to get out of that realm, man. Go out there and be gritty for once. That's what I'm saying, man. Go out there and earn something, especially while Nick Saban is still able because he's in his late 60s, approaching his 70s. When he leaves and all Alabama do is take some turn, then what? LSU going to take a turn probably too because Orgeron gone, then what? Like like all of the powerhouses that are down there, going, every, if what goes up, it must come down. So so I don't want to hear yeah. it when they do start falling that they start coming out they region and start playing football and it's too late and everybody punching them in their forehead. Like, no, nah, nah, do that now. Why they still able? Because they'd be like, oh, if Nick Saban was here, it wouldn't be happening. I don't want to hear that. I, I, there's nowhere near in my body that I want to hear somebody say that. I don't want to hear it. Get it done now, especially with all the crap that he done talked to Dion. Like, you, you done called Dion out and talk about, oh, y'all giving this kid $3 million and Dion ain't pulling that in? Well, no, Carmen need to come back and get y'all. You know what I'm saying? No, no, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yes, yeah, but Dion and him is still doing those commercials. But they still oh, doing no, the Dion commercials. Dion ain't, ain't no, uh, nah, Dion don't mess with him no more. He ain't apologizing to Dion. Dion don't mess with Nick Saban no more. Dude, those Affleck commercials are still going there. They had a new commercial the other day where the duck Weird. stole the chain. That's a new commercial. What? That commercial what? is new. Oh. Yeah. I'm about to look for it. See, this is, this is what I'm saying, B. All that, it's all, it's all manufactured nonsense. It's all manufactured nonsense. Think about the fact that Alabama was trash between Bear Bryant and Nick Saban, but nobody talks about that. Ray Perkins was okay, but let's be honest. Name, name two coaches between Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. I dare you to name two coaches. Bill Curry, Ray Perkins, okay, that's one. Mike Shula, uh-huh. Dennis Franchone. You're, you're, you're an LSU guy. You know the coaches. They used to beat up on you guys. No, I'm kidding. Wait, hold on, Barry. You, he said he dared him. He came up with, like, five. Now what? Yeah. I, I just, okay, but he's the only one who could. The average football fan can't name anybody who can't Wait, what's okay, happening? One, he, person he on, one person on this call said something. One person. The rest of y'all was you like, said I don't know. He started spitting instantly once you took a breath. Wait, what else are we supposed to do? We supposed to do 35, 45, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55. Well, I don't know what you wanted to do. Yeah, jump in there and say something. How many did you know, Tyler? How many did you know? How many did you know? I know Mike Shula for sure. Okay, did you? who remembers Bill Curry? Let's be honest. I do. He coached at Kentucky after. He first coached okay, at Georgia Tech, you. then he replaced Ray Perkins, then he coached at uh, Kentucky. Besides the LSU, besides the SEC expert, who remembers Bill Curry besides his family? with you. I have never been a Nick Saban guy. Um, I don't like the way he left professional football. I don't like the way he left teams in the lurch. I don't like the way he did LSU. 
Um, mm-hmm. I am not a fan. Now, can the man coach? Absolutely. I'm never going to say he's the best because there's a lot of coaches I, that I would prefer over him who have far less championships than him. But if you look at the way the system mm-hmm. is set up, the system is rigged for him to win. So I don't respect you. I don't respect your chance. I don't respect your rings when, when again, this going back to what Ty says, you ain't really played nobody. It's rigged where you could lose two games and you'll still get to, into the playoff when nobody else will. So, no, I don't respect him at all. He ain't great. Give me give me a Bobby Bowden. Give me do this. Hell, I'll take Hal Mummy over. Uh, no, wait a minute. Bobby um, Bowden ducked too now. Bobby Bowden ducked for a year because they could have gone to the SEC, and Bobby Bowden didn't want that smoke. This is before Miami. Whoa, they, whoa, they still whoa. play Miami every year. Wait, wait. Don't, but Bobby Bowden did want that smoke. Don't bring down my coach. That's my coach now. Don't do I, that. I'm just don't saying Bobby Bowden had a choice, He and, and there are clips where he's even said it, and it's been talked about. He would much rather have lined up against North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, and all those guys than Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn every Saturday. Yeah, but the way the system's set up, can you blame him? He plays Florida every year, but, but here's the deal. Like, he, this was before the SEC was what it is now, right? That's when you're talking about? Yeah, but the, the, at the same time, it still was a deeper league, and they were already going to be playing Miami from the Big East and Florida out of the SEC almost every season. So but, that mean, was it not was, – It was different then, though, because it, it was a different – the SEC wasn't the same as it is now. SEC is probably the best conference, you know, pound for pound. But, like, he was going to championship games or winning champ- – there was no championship game. He was winning championships at Florida State. He made that – that program was nothing before he got there. And he everybody wanted to teach him. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm I not denying what he did. I, I'm not denying what he did with that program. What I, I'm just simply saying that he had a cho- they had a choice and there was discussion whenever Arkansas and South Carolina came into the Southeastern Conference. There was discussion of adding the, – the initial conversations were with Texas and Texas A&M and Florida State. Those were the three teams that were talked to before they – when they weren't going to get Texas and Texas A&M, they tried to add Florida State along with Arkansas. And mm-hmm. so, because Florida State was in that same metro conference with South Carolina and Louisville and all those guys. And mm-hmm. when they were unable to secure a commitment from Florida State and they decided to go to the ACC, then they reached out to South Carolina. And I've heard multiple accounts that say because football was the program that had really started to blossom at Florida State, that Bobby Bowden was definitely consulted on that and definitely weighed into that answer as far as where he wanted to go and what conference he didn't want to go well, to. Well, that's every every okay. every sport in college. Football drives the ship. I mean, even though Florida State was really good at uh, baseball, they ha- they've gone to the College World Series in like I don't know over twenty, thirty straight years. Florida Florida State football is what makes the money. You know what I mean? For sure. So you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. But, um, so I I just I don't know. I I it, it was an interesting time. It was an interesting time, but um, I. I, I I have to kind of put Saban, uh, you know, it's hard not to put him number one. I hate the, I hate being a prisoner of the moment. I hate that a lot of the coaches from from like like Bear Bryant and, and these guys from the past kind of get they kind of get glossed over. They kind of get forgotten because, like I said, we're a pr- prisoner of the moment. You know, it's like you know LeBron over MJ. You know, Saban over. 
uh, Bear Bryant or who, what have you, or, or or Belichick over Lombardi, just because you see them now and you these these guys haven't seen these 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 coaches before. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I mean, TP. I mean, I, I threw it on there. I mean, what do you think about the best college coach uh, of all time? Um, it's safer to me. Um, even though, like, I think the Bear Bryant's are coming there. You, you, you know, that makes that you know debatable. But right now, while Saban is doing that in the the, the bigger, stronger, faster athlete era, and still able to, you know, make it happen up against some of these teams. I got to give him that credit. But, again, that's what my fight comes into it. He would really earn it if he did go into other people's houses and, and you know, left soda cans on their coffee table and empty pizza boxes, you know. But he don't do that. There's a whole bunch of home cooking. They eat sweet potato pie and collard greens and stuff like that. He get the home cooking, you know. Like, go out and eat a burger for one. Go go eat somebody's food, you know. But they don't do that. that that's something Alabama don't do until – Anyway, like I said, and uh, and I think the streak is still going. He doesn't lose in Georgia at all. They play all his games in, like, the Georgia Dome. That's the furthest he'll probably, like, travel to, like, a neutral situation or they'll go to Dallas and play a neutral or something like that. But they're in that region. Like, go go somewhere and, and, and play neutral. Like, hell, Miami bringing money. Miami will go to East Rutherford to play out here. or You know what I'm saying? Like, do something that other teams are doing, you know, but they, they won't. They're going to stay in their mm-hmm. comfort and their confines of being in the southern region of the United States and try to make it happen down there. So, But right now I'm, I'm going Nick Saban. I, I don't think there's another coach that got him, but it'll probably be a, a coach that I haven't seen, like, before my years of living in, like, the 70s, 60s and beyond, you know. But right now I'm, I'm going Nick. Yeah, like Woody Hayes, oh. you know, um, was it uh, Bo Schembechler? Uh, you know, there's a lot of great coaches. Um, what do you What do you think, Mike? I mean, listen. Uh, in the same respect, I'm not a fan of the way that he left LSU and how some of that was handled. Um, I respect what he did for the LSU program, and I'm telling you, if I still believe this, and me and some people have arguments about this, but when you consider what he got that the level that he had built that program up to what he left there and went to the Dolphins. If he doesn't take that, if he doesn't take that Dolphins gig, he probably has as many national championships at LSU that as he's won at Alabama, maybe even, maybe even one or two more because of how talent rich that team was uh, when he, when he left. So I think it's, it's hard to argue. I, I mean, to be honest with you, when you just see how many different titles and the fact that they're always there every year. And here's the other thing, though. Like, I agree. I'd like to see him go out more. I'd like to see him go play out of the South. But unlike some teams from other conferences, even when Alabama hasn't won, they've never really gotten embarrassed. They had the one game against Ohio State when uh, Cardell Jones and Michael Thomas went crazy, and it was fairly convincing then, and they got embarrassed once against Clemson in the national title game. They got It kind of spiraled out of control in the second half on them. So, But other than those two games, like they have always uh, – his teams have always been ready to play when they've gotten to that party. Now, they haven't always won. Uh, but they've always competed and been ready to play. And so it's it's hard for me to pick another name when I just see how many 
how many years. Because if you think about it, like even when Bear was doing it, and he had success, but they didn't even have scholarship limits and things back then. So they could sign two, three, four guys at a position, give them a chance to come to a place where you could compete for a championship. But they, you know, they could sign 120 guys back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just I think it's just your preference. For me, it's always been preference. When you talk about best of all time, it's about preference. I just mm-hmm. don't prefer him. Um, I'm not saying that the man can't coach. That would be ridiculous. Nobody says he can't coach. Right. I just, like I said, hell, I'll, t- I'll take a hell mummy who went to a school like Kentucky and made it relevant. I think that's a hell of a lot more more challenging as a coach than going to a school where you know you're going to get seven-star athletes all the time. But you know what helped Hal Mummy, though? What helped Hal Mummy was that Bill Curry had actually had a couple of winning seasons at Kentucky uh, before he got there and really started helping uh, bring the talent level up in that program. Now, they fell off again, and they were running a kind of gimmicky system, and you had the right guy in couch. But uh, Bill Curry kind of started turning things around up there before uh, Hal Mummy got the job. That's true, and, and yeah. but Alabama hadn't won a championship. They won that one in '92, but they hadn't won much um, in the '80s no, and '90s. So it no, was, they did it not. Like, like Bear left, in. and they had that one, and then they had the Mike Price deal with the the strip club. Like not long after he was hired, <laughs> and so he didn't keep his job. And then they also had some probation. Uh, they had some probation issues mm-hmm. that they fought through uh, in the mid to late '90s that they had to go through as well. So. Yeah, even though I tell them right, all the time, right. even those Alabama yeah. fans riding high these days, like it ain't gonna always be sunshine and roses, bro. Like every <laughs> every team's gonna be on a downswing at some point. Saving ain't gonna be there forever. Exactly, and it wasn't always roses. And you know, it's not like he came in and he was automatically getting five star recruits at every position. You know, he he built it to where it was. So I give him a little bit of credit for that. But just an interesting call. You know, like a lot of guys like the. You know, uh, the the old Notre Dame coaches and, and what have you, Woody Hayes, you know, doesn't get a lot of credit. Like I said, like Bo Schembecker at Michigan was a great coach as well. You know, that 10-year war, uh, there's a lot of, you know, Bowden. I, I wouldn't put Bowden in that list with the greats, but he is a great coach. Like, I mean, that's my guy. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know, some of these guys have won like five, six, seven, you know, chips, and, you know, Bowden's won a couple here and there. So, um, you know, I, it's not like I would – put him in, like, Lou Holtz in that conversation. But he was a great coach, too, so, it's, you know, it's an interesting conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we can um, we can keep talking about it. We can move on to, to other stuff. I had a dish that I was going to dish out. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to talk for the last couple of minutes about my, my, my pathetic mix or if we, we can pass on it. TP, it's up to you. You make the judgment call. Because, you know, Barrett did get extended. I, I didn't want to oh my God! You, 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 you and Chandler go hold hands and sing Kumbaya to that one, man. <laughs> no, it's just it's just funny that he's the first guy, the first Nick player that was drafted to get extended out of his first contract since Charlie Ward. That's how bad the Knicks are. That's pathetic. Well, I mean, that's how I don't want to talk they are. Exactly, exactly. I, I don't want to talk Knicks. I can talk about it all day, but. Donovan Mitchell, you know, it's a back and forth. It looks like everybody says it's the next deal to, to lose. Chandler, I'll come to you. Do you – is there any way possible that the Jazz can honestly open camp and have Donovan Mitchell in the fold? 
Yeah, because Mitchell's a professional, um, and he'll play, and he'll show up, and he'll do what he's supposed to do. That he's a, he's that's that's just how he's made. Um, like with all the stuff we said about Durant, nobody ever thought considered or thought that Durant would, would hold out or you know uh, be a malcontent. That's just not how they're wired. So Donovan Mitchell's going to show up. He's going to be professional. He's going to give you everything he got. He's going to try to win. Um, so they can. The problem is is that the Knicks screwed the pooch on this from day one. They screwed the pooch on this from mm-hmm. day one. You had an opportunity to get him, okay? Give up the draft picks that you've been hoarding for 50 years now with, under Leon Rose, okay? And you then go and give R.J. Barrett, who is a volume scorer. He's not a great scorer. He's a volume scorer. He got 25 mm-hmm. points. Yeah, but it took him 18 shots, Okay. Right. This is the guy you want to give a hundred million dollar contract to. This is the guy. See, when you get a hundred million, when you get that big contract, that says you're a star. Archie Barrett's not a star. He's not a. He's not a culture changer. He's not a game changer. He is a good to very good player who, because of the market, got that contract. But this is New York, okay? So when you get that money, you're supposed to be a twenty five point a game player. R.J. Barrett's never going to be a 25-point-a-game player. R.J. Barrett's never going to be a franchise player. So why in the hell would you give him that? That's the dude that you should have, you should have moved from jump to get Donovan Mitchell. But you want, to, you, you want to hold on to him, but you're going to give up Quentin Grimes, who's a better shooter. Um, he's better, a better shooter. He's going to, and just as good a defender right now, which means he'll be a better defender eventually. Um, and you want to give up Obi Toppin, who, again, is better than Julius Randle, because Julius Randle is only good when he's the only guy touching the ball. Okay? It's the only time he's good. Look at the season with the Knicks. Anytime he's had to try to share the ball with anybody else, he, oh, he pouting and he having issues and he yelling at fans and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, they screwed this from they screwed this, this trade up from jump because now you have to keep Barrett. So now you're going to have R.J. Barrett. And let's say they go get Donovan Mitchell, right? They give up the draft picks and give it. You're going to have three three guys taking up all of your cap space. So who are you going to sign? As I think producer? eventually, eventually, I don't think they're going to sign anybody. I don't think anybody wants to sign here until you get Mitchell. Um, so I think from that, as it, as it is right now, even without Mitchell, no free agent wants to come to New York. It, well, that's because of the management. Nobody wants Exactly. With Dolan here, nobody wants to come here, right? So if you trade, I want them to get Mitchell in the worst way, but if you trade all your picks to get him, now how are you building a team around Mitchell? Because Mitchell is an okay one. He's a better two. You need that one. Right. How do you get him? Well, There's no way you, if you trade you know all what? your picks. You, you get, can't build first around, of all, you, exactly what, you're not going to yeah, have exactly, a high draft okay. pick anyway. You're not going to have a high draft pick. Okay, so this is but why those picks don't matter at this point. Okay. Go ahead. But, no, but the picks matter. You're right, they're not high draft picks. But the picks matter because you can package them to get a player. They, they, they gutted the team to get Carmelo when they didn't have to do it. Carmelo could have waited that offseason to come here. He forced his way out of Denver. They traded everything and, and their mother to get him, and then we were unable to build a team around him because we had no picks to trade out trades for somebody or, or build in the draft. 
that's what we would do with okay. Donovan, and I love Donovan, but Donovan's not Donovan's not on KD or, or these guys' level or Giannis's level, right? So you need a Giannis to go with him. How do you get that guy? Giannis might want to come. To You're not. How do you get him? Giannis, exactly. come to not that. Not, Giannis is not coming to New York. He's not coming to New York. Giannis is a small town guy. That's why he loves Milwaukee. So you have to think about with some with, with Giannis came from a small town in Greece. Came after the Greece, lived in a small country mm-hmm. in Greece. He's a small town kid. That's why he likes Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. A small town America was very much as reminiscent in many ways of how where he grew up. Now you talk the Carmelo trade, the, the narrative on oh they gutted the team. Who the hell did they give up? Think of Timothy Mozgov and Danilo Gallinari who can't stay healthy. Couldn't stay healthy. They can't stay healthy now. So what did they actually give up? Nothing. That's the thing. And that narrative. Around them now. But you they couldn't do the team so around them because team, of poor management. But that team that that they had that year was young and they were talented around Stoudemire. Then they traded half of the youth to get better. So if, couldn't you imagine oh, and the players having they Gallinari and uh-huh. Wilson Chandler coming off the bench? Wilson Chandler and Danilo Gallinari couldn't stay healthy no matter where they went, and that's the part everybody wants to just keep conveniently gloss over. Right. Danilo Gallinari has never played a full season since he left the Knicks, which means he wouldn't have played full season with the Knicks. Okay? <laughs> Wilson Chandler I mean, constantly right. stayed hurt. So, mm-hmm. again, what did they really give up? Now, they couldn't build a team because you had a guy in Phil Jackson who didn't like the player. So how are you going to build a team around a player that you don't like and don't really want? You're not. So now here we go. They had an opportunity last offseason to actually do something. They brought in the ghost of Kimball Walker, okay, and Evan, Mm -hmm. the disappearing Frenchman Fournier. Okay. That's poor management. Now you bought, you traded Walker, and you want to trade Fournier. The reason you can't build a team around anybody is because you're mismanaged from the top. So it doesn't matter if you trade all of the picks for Donovan Mitchell. All those picks will be mid mid round picks anyway. Um, and also, you got a coach who suddenly refuses to change. By the way. Tom Thibodeau, oh, Kimber Walker started. Kimber Walker was never a starter. He was the ghost of Kimber Walker. Why in the hell was he starting? Because Tom Thibodeau knows, oh, Tom Thibodeau said his way. Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau. I love Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau can only take you so far. So now you have a limited coach and you have poor management. So go get Donovan Mitchell so that you can be relevant and at least a playoff contender every year. That so what do you will not make the playoffs? I'm sorry. So what's the deal that you would do to get Donovan? I would have traded R.J. Barrett and Randall somewhere else. I would have given up. I would have given up five, four picks. Barrett. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give up Toppin, but if I had to, I would have Quentin Grimes and and uh, Manuel quickly stay. And that's the, that's the package. Okay. Take a lead. I'm giving you four picks. I'm giving you Barrett, and I'm giving you Toppin. Take it a lead. So there's a lot to unpack now, and I, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, he, they offered them Barrett and two picks, and the Jazz said no. That's a light. That's a, even for my standards, that, that's a light. Um, nobody wants Randall. 
They've been shopping them all offseason. Nobody wants them. Not even the not even there's there's not a team that would take them to buy them out. Nobody wants them. So we we're stuck with that guy. Thanks for giving him that. Thanks for giving them a hundred. What is it? One hundred eighteen million? I think it was. I don't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, th- yeah. Thanks for giving him that contract. He was. He's not a bad player. He just he was. Dude, just stop pouting. You, you, you have a bad game. You get booed. So what? That's New York. That's everywhere, really. I mean, it happens. But um, I would I would love to keep Barrett and Mitchell on the same team. But it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. So, but I, I can't. I got eight picks. I'm not giving up all eight. I'm and I. You give up four. Is too many. You give up four picks. Four, four max. Yeah. Five, I would do if it if 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 it was two or a swap. That's it. If two or a swap, I'd do four. that deal. But if you're telling me five picks off the rip, no, I'm not Minnesota. Minnesota was stupid enough to give you everything you wanted for for for, for Rudy Gobert. I'm not stupid. I, I may be the Knicks, but I ain't stupid. Because <laughs> you know yeah. the Knicks are stupid. Well, I'll give you five picks. Um, I'll give you five picks if you take Randall. If you want six picks, you got to take Randall. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like you gotta you gotta make it worth my while. And if it's six picks, it's got to be a swap. There has to be two swaps. If it's over four picks, it has to be a swap, and you got to take this shit contract. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you. They got. I think the deal gets done. It it will get done. I I believe it. It just depends on where they where where they settle. Thanks, uh, Harvey and Timeless for letting us vent. I needed that. Um, I don't know if you have anything <laughs> to add. I know Mitchell's your boy, TP. Uh, I know you. <laughs> I, know, I know that's your boy. So I'll let you get the last word on that. Poor city, cold hands. Oh Lord, kumbaya. <laughs> Dude, but you don't understand. Like I don't get to talk about it. And Chandler understands. Chandler understands. Boy, like you know what Boy, I mean? They like, close, like yeah. poor city, they both closed their eyes and was holding hands singing that Yeah, 
<laughs> I want them all gone. I want them all gone. I don't. Nobody's coming to New York because Dolan. Um, LeBron didn't. KD didn't. Like they can't even. They can't even get meetings with with top free agents. They can't even get. Yes, meetings. the guard is sold out every game. So why do they yeah, care? That's our fault. That's our fault. <laughs> we keep going. No, it's not. It's, it's them businesses. Them businesses. Them them business downtown Manhattan buy that joint. It ain't. It ain't y'all. Yeah, but we keep supporting our team. I keep supporting my team, even though they punish me. Even though they hate well, me. Leave. You know, that's well, my leave. Fault. I've been trying to get you out of there. I've been trying to get you out of there, and you want to keep going downtown Manhattan. But I'm stuff. not the problem, <laughs> TP. Why do I have to go? I, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not the problem. Don't be the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, here they you know, go again. Like, like, seriously. But real talk, TP. Here they go. It, you know, like, I, I get in a fight with my lovely wife, you know, every, and, and then, you know, it goes bad. But I'm not sleeping on the couch. I pay bills up in here. I'm sleeping in my bed. You just got to. I'm not sleeping on the couch. You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel. Like why should I leave? Why should I go go to another team? This is my team. I love the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? I was here before Dolan guy. He was he was over in his blues band and he came in in '99. I was here before that. Why I gotta go? I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and, and as the, and as the, as the song goes, oh Lord, kumbaya. <laughs> PP, does Mitchell get traded? No, nah, they they can't. If you talk get rid of Donovan Mitchell, they might as well just um fold the team up, just contract it. It's over in Utah. It's over. There ain't nothing else to play for. Well, I mean, you know, they've blown up. They've blown up everything else. They might as well. Harvey, you still there? Mike, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Does Mitchell get traded before the season starts? I don't know if it happens before the season starts. I still think they look to move him, and it's going to look bleak for a minute. But, I mean, he's trying to do the same kind of thing that he did in Boston. Uh, he's trying to tear it down, get a bunch of picks, and try to completely rebuild mm-hmm. it. Um, and and also with all the extra things that have happened and, you know, scrape-ups with the fans and all that kind of stuff has happened in Salt Lake City, you take a look at that job and you go out there and take it, and you're like, we're gonna have to homegrown our own. T- we're homegrow our own talent because mm-hmm. we're not getting many free agents to come to Salt Lake City. Like it's it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, if the draft is right, yes. I mean, listen, I, I just think, uh, you know, Mitchell is a is a better player than Gobert, in my opinion. Um, for what he does, score wise, whatever. Obviously, yeah, two different, you know, skill sets, or whatever. Obviously, but you know, they got they got the house, the ranch, uh, the keys to town hall, uh, name and rights to the courthouse, <laughs> and all the judges and police in their pocket uh, for the Gobert trade, right? So I don't know how you can ask for much more. And I I think he kind of messed in, he kind of messed up there. Uh, I mean, good for him, but. You know he's gonna have to he's gonna have to slash the price a little bit if he thinks he's gonna be able to uh, get a comparable package for Donovan Mitchell. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, and, and I think Chandler, you're right too. I think Donovan will play. He's a professional, but I I can't I I just know in the back of my mind I can't see Mitchell being happy that his name has been 
dangled all. I mean, he already deleted the Jazz, which is a popular move, but deleted them, uh, unfollowed them, or whatever he did from his, his social media. You know, it's a popular move a lot of athletes do now. So, um, you know, I, I I don't know personally, but I'm pretty sure he wants out. I'm, I'm sure he wants to come to New York. It's just patiently waiting. Um, you know, he's been hanging out here. He's like TP says he's he's a local cat. So. Um, you know, it's just a matter of time. The Knicks need it. They need them. They need them desperately, and but not desperately enough, to, in my opinion, to gut the team. Like, I'm cool. It, it's like I'm cool with giving up picks, but then why do I have to throw in Grimes and Obi Toppin and Barrett on top of that? Like, why do I have to give right. you seven, eight players for one player? Like, why? Like. Barrett and Fortune. Billy King did it. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. Billy King like, was stupid enough to do it. Exactly, but eight players, like four picks and four of our players on the roster right now, like quickly toppling um, Grimes, who I really like, and Barrett. That's eight players I'm giving you for 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 Mitchell, who I I think is a good player, but nah, man, that's holding half of the team. That that just doesn't make any sense to me, but. Um, like I said, I think Mitchell will be gone. I think he'll be a Nick. It's just a matter of timing. And, you know, I just – I don't see – I don't see how he can go through this season, like, wanting to be there. He'll play. He, I'm sure he's a good kid, and he'll want to play. So, we'll see how that goes. But I'm ready to close the shop. Um, I don't know if there's anything else, TP, you want to talk about. Um, but I I'm, I got I'm a crazy – I got a crazy stat for you, real quick. Go, go for it. August twenty ninth, August twenty ninth, two thousand one. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Dante Bichette, Craig Biggio, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. all collect hits in the same game, uh, in the same day. August twenty ninth, two thousand twenty two. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Kevin Biggio and Bobachet all collect hits on the same day. That's pretty random. I'll give you that. That's good. That's yeah. a good one. That's um, random. That's she's weird. She's not going to win the Open, but I hope she does. She's not going to win, but I hope she does. I, you know, she's she. I I, I kind of I believe she's the guy. I, I think she's the greatest uh, tennis player uh, to ever get on the court. Um, and I hope Pujols gets the seven hundred. So he's nine away, Mike. No, he's less than that. I think he's like like five. I think he's five away now. Really? No way! I didn't know that. So yeah, he got he got crazy hot. He's kind of tailed off a little bit, but he got crazy hot. Mm -hmm. He hit like seven home runs in ten games or something. Uh, just like yeah, he was he was in 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 a week or so, and he got to like six ninety three, six ninety five. I think he got to six ninety four, and I think the one on the twenty ninth put him at six ninety five. So he's right. got. I mean, he's got a month to get there, and it's it's very very possible. I hope he does. I really do. Um, you know, I, I feel like he's not going to get the all time record, but like him getting close um, to Henry Aaron will asterisk for me as the record. Uh, like in Aaron Judge getting to like Maris is the asterisk to the to the record because I just. In my mind, it's hard to really accept those other guys that have surpassed those numbers. But um, just just to have a guy over 700 that isn't tainted would be great. You know what I mean? Not like Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron aren't tainted. 
just to see, you know, somebody get there and, and not have it be questioned about any kind of performance enhancing is would be just a breath of fresh air. So um, I, I'm here for it. So and he's a, he seems like a generally good guy. I really like, you know, Paul. So I think he's a, you know, high guy. So, um, but Chandler, thanks for calling in. Give us a plug if you have anything you want to plug, and we'll get on out of here. Uh, thanks for having me, fellas. It's always good to yell at you about nonsense. Um, <laughs> as always, I didn't even get to talk about my nonsense. We talking about your Nick nonsense. I didn't even get to talk about my Jared Goff stuff. You know, we had to sit here oh, and watch you and Barry, you and Barry sing Kumbaya about the Knicks that y'all both have been screaming y'all whole lives, both of y'all. Terrible. Okay, well, you you can I call can, me can and then you just vent to me about Jared Goff. No, it's yeah, not even about it. I'm talking about the backup. They got rid of all of our backup quarterbacks. The, the Lions have Jared Goff only. They don't have a backup quarterback at all. They cut both of the backups that are so horrible. So it's like, they could go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo. They could get Cam Newton. They could get Colin Kaepernick. Go get somebody. They don't have no backup quarterback. Like, that's what it is. So that's – but, no, nevertheless, please continue on your closeout, Chandler, because we watched the, the <laughs> night in Jordan Kumbaya show. <laughs> it was great. I, I, can't, well, I appreciate, <laughs> I, I appreciate you, you helping me out with some things. But, wait, the, the – the Lions didn't pick up any waived quarterbacks. Nobody. They're looking at Nate Sudfeld from the Niners. It's like him. He's garbage. So you just got rid of two garbage backups to go get another garbage backup. That's but nevertheless, the Night and Jordan Kumbaya show works in all all areas of the country, in the world, the globe. They're international now. They are. <laughs> That's how we do. I mean, at least they didn't get Ian Book. Because that was floated around last night. Your boy, Greenwood, said Ian Book. So, hmm. Nobody listens to him. Yeah, he, like now he wants to be a Lions fan again, so now he's talking to Lions. Whatever with him. Whatever. No, he, he, just, he, just, he just threw that name out there. He, somebody signed him. Who signed him, um, Mike? I, I don't somebody know. Once they him. close the book in New Orleans, I, I haven't uh, – I haven't tried to reopen it. We got rid of the, I gotta, I gotta We closed it. the book and got rid of the semi-pro, so I'm I'm happy. <laughs> they gotta get somebody. They gotta get somebody. A lot of interesting cuts though. Alex Lavin was talking about they, last night. They, um, Marlon Mack. So um, um, Logan Ryan got cut from um, the, the Buccaneers, which is interesting. I'm sure somebody would sign him, but nobody signed him yet. So it's interesting. But uh, Chandler, thank you for calling in. I, I don't know if you plugged anything, but appreciate it. All right, you guys have a good night. All right, all right. Harvey, you know what to do. Get us out of here, bruh. Man, 13,000 and continuing to grow in the barbershop. Much love to the big homie TP. As I always say, man, without him I wouldn't be here. Respect to the other chefs. Always enjoy chopping up with you guys. We uh, threw lots of things on the grill and served up tonight. So uh, definitely a pleasure. Glad to have uh, the band back together, so to speak, and be uh, chopping it up on the regular, man. I, I appreciate you all a lot. And, hey, man, we... we Bullets start to fly this weekend, boys. We got some real uh, – mostly everybody opens up college football, and then, you know, NFL is just uh, one week uh, in the distance. So, hey, man, this is, uh, this is a wonderful time of year with a lot of good things going on in the sports world, and I look forward to just being able to chop it up and, uh, and talk about it on all the shows. Check out the website, sportscitychefs.com. 
blogs, articles. We have the Tuesday night GM show for football. Wednesday night to callers cookout. Sunday morning the time of Sunday morning brunch with yours truly and the head honcho TP. I already shouted out the barbershop, phiapparel.co, for all your Philly needs, man. And as we always say down south, laissez-les-bontons-roulets. Peace, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming in uh, and hanging with us. I uh, can't wait to listen to you guys on Sunday. Um, I know you guys are going to do your thing. NFL Free For All is back. Sirius is on the helm doing that. So that show was really hot last night. Um, you know, doing a lot of good things. Get to the website, get to the blogs, uh, read, read our stuff. Um, you know, always sponsored by PHI Apparel. Get to phiapparel.co and get your merch. Use the code uh, CHEF to get, you know, percent off, 15% off your order. Um, new website that they launched. I actually just talked to them the other day. So, you know, new website. Um, you know, a lot of fun stuff going on there. Um, yeah, listen, oh, and, and, you know, prayers up to Tony LaRusso, too. Um, he was pulled out of the uh, game and told not, you know, he, he's on indefinitely medical issue. They don't know if it was his heart or something like that. So, hope he's okay. 77 years old. So, you know, hope everything's okay with him. But, uh, Timeless, you know what to do. Get us out of here, bro. Oh, Lord, kumbaya. They even got Harvey involved in the show, man. That's terrible, man. The Harvey, Jordan, and Knight show, man. I'm telling you, they, they got this kumbaya going, man. Uh, they, they all family to me. They brothers, man. And I'm the puppy out of all of them, too. That's the worst part. They go, oh, man. So, Sports City, continue to check us out, man. We getting this thing going. Their bird months are about to kick off in an hour and 15 minutes. I cannot wait for even September the 1st. I really can't even wait for September 22nd so the fall can really get here. So I can put a hoodie on and feel good outside. You know what I'm saying? So get rid of all of this hectic sun, this humidity all in here. Give me some good old football feel. Football is back. At least college football will really kick off this Saturday. And uh, next Thursday, we'll get to see the Bills and the Rams. We'll be back in here in the cookout, at least by that Wednesday, to start talking about that game. Um, the brunch will be back Sunday, man. Y'all stay focused, man. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. What can I hang up?